Andrew Tate and why people still follow him. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to the Talks with Andrew podcast, where we talk about toxic and abusive relationships and all the reasons love has nothing to do with it. Please note, this recording was done at the point where Andrew Tate and his brother had just been arrested on suspicion of human trafficking. Even though he's been given this negative um, press and actually been deplatformed, a lot of people still support him, a lot of people still like him and still follow him. And after watching him for a little while, I can see that the reason these people still follow him is the same reason that a lot of us find ourselves stuck in toxic and abusive relationships. Now, obviously it's not the whole reason, but elements of why people are still following him are the same elements that exist within a toxic and abusive dynamic and why people stay in those dynamics. Okay, so I wanna talk about that because I think it help, will help us to understand what actually goes on in these dynamics, okay? So the first reason why people are still uh, following him is because he employs the sweet mean contradiction. He does the sweet mean thing. Like he says all of these things that are high value and are genuine that people can connect with. Then he says something that is completely contradictory, right? So for example, he'll say things like he loves women, he wants to protect women and he doesn't hate women at all. Well, maybe he doesn't say that he loves them, but he'll say that he doesn't hate them at all. And then he'll say, he'll talk about them in a derogatory way. Like he'll talk, he'll call them bitches and hoes, things like that. This is a complete contradiction. So on one hand, people are like, no, he likes women. He, he doesn't hate women at all. But then on the other hand, he's presenting as someone who literally doesn't respect or like women at all by calling him, them these derogatory names. Right? Another thing that I've seen him do is contradict when it comes to religion too. Like on one hand, you'll see him in a video saying that he takes uh, the Muslim faith and converting very, very seriously. And in another video, you'll hear him say, oh, um, yeah, when I'm in Romania, I'm Christian. And when I'm in Dubai, I'm Muslim, which is completely contradictory of the first thought, first thing. Now. This creates a lot of cognitive dissonance. This, and for those of you who don't know what cognitive dis dissonance is, it's when you have two opposing faults in your head at the same time, and it creates a lot of discomfort in your mind. So you have to choose a side, right? But, and because he's charming, and a lot of people want to like him, a lot of people tend to dismiss those things that he's doing that's not in alignment with him being a good person. Does that make sense? And it, it, it falls in line with that saying that, you know, if someone wants to hate a person, they can find any reason to hate them. And if someone wants to like a person, they'll find any reason to like them. Well, it's that. He comes with a lot of charm, right? So a lot of people want to like him because, you know, he seems like a nice person, although he says a lot of inappropriate things, right? So that's what people are doing. They're dismissing the things that are inappropriate about what he's saying and, and how he's presenting and going with the other part of him that's presenting as though he has morals and character and um, values, right? So that's the first thing. And that's what happens in toxic relationships as well. The toxic person is never only one way, okay? He's sweet and then he's mean 
which contradicts the sweet. And he does that over and over again, in and out, up and down. So it confuses you and it keeps you in that cognitive dissonance loop. And again, because they come with a lot of charm, you want to believe that that ugly side isn't the real them and that nice side is actually the real them. So you keep investing, you keep holding on, you keep staying in that relationship, believing in the good version of them, even though they keep presenting to you more and more that negative side of themselves. Do you see how they look alike? Do you see how that's similar? Do you see how they're the same? I hope so. So that's number one. He is employing the sweet mean contradiction. Number two is... He uses what I like to call the extreme truth lie formula, <laughs> right? And what I mean by that is he, um, he speaks, he starts with a fundamental truth, right? And then he veers left. And he's so extreme with that left, it's now a lie. So for example, he'll say things like, oh, um, women who are sheltered and, and unexperienced tend to be loyal and uh, trustworthy and um, grateful for the experiences that men give them, which make them, you know, a better option, right? And to a point, you can't disagree with that. It's like, okay, I can see how someone who is not so experienced, someone who has not seen the world and is a bit more sheltered would see someone like Andrew Tate and think, wow, and be totally impressed and really grateful to be in their presence, right? Got it. But then he goes left into the notion that these are the only types of people that are trustworthy and um, grateful and um, loyal. So it's so extreme that it's no longer true because there are women in the world that are loyal, that are trustworthy, that are grateful to have someone good in their lives and treat them well and would thoroughly appreciate it that are not, who are not sheltered and who have a lot of experience. So do you see how that works? It's like he says something that is a fundamental truth and then he takes it to such an extreme, it's now become a lie. And he does this a lot. And people who are toxic, sorry, people who are toxic do that a lot too. And, and it makes it hard for you to argue with them because they start with, like, like I said, they start with a fundamental truth. So it is true, only the person's taken it so far that it's now not true. And along with the gaslighting and the blame shifting and all the other manipulative techniques that they use whilst communicating with you, along with this, you know, uh, fundamental truth, lie, extreme truth, lie formula, it makes it very hard to challenge them. So that's another thing that they do. And that's another thing that keeps you in the relationship because you then, you, you think that they're right to a certain extent. Okay. Okay. They might take it a bit far, but you know, the, their fundamental truth is truth. You can't argue with it. So you invest in that truth. And I feel that that's what a lot of people are doing. They're going, okay, that is true. People who are um, not as experienced tend to be more loyal and grateful and long lasting and all the rest of it. So that is true. Not noticing and not understanding that he's taken it to such an extreme that it's distorted 
It's a distorted truth now. So they don't notice that bit. Does that make sense? And in a toxic relationship, if you do notice that and challenge it, they then start gaslighting you and doing all these other things, right? So either way, you can't treat, you can't keep track of it and you have, you then fall back into going, okay, that's just their belief and okay, I can't argue with that because it is true. Right? I hope I'm making sense there. Let me know if I'm making sense if you've ever experienced this because I know it's a very um, common thing that toxics do. So people think that they just tell a lot of lies and are just really out there and outlandish, but a lot of what they say runs along some thread of truth, which makes it hard to challenge, right? Sorry, I got my notes here because I want to make sure that I say everything. Right, let me check, 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 check. Okay. Um, yeah, I've said all of that. The third thing. He has anticipated his own fate. Like, okay. So in some of, some of his videos, he talks about how he hasn't lived a completely legal life, or at least he refers to something like that, right? Not being completely upstanding in some way in some of his videos, right? So he knows that he's done some illegal stuff. He knows that he's not completely clean, even though he's presenting as though completely clean, although not, again, contradicting, right? So what does he do? He tells the public that it's some sort of matrix thing and he's gonna get arrested. He tells us that he's been deplatformed as though he hasn't said anything that has been totally inappropriate, which he has done and continues to do. So he's taken no responsibility for him being deplatformed being deplatformed at all. And then he adds to it by telling us that they are going to arrest him for something illegal. But he puts a spin on it now because now he's saying it's part of the matrix. So he's anticipated that they're going to arrest him, but then he's put his own spin on it, right? So he knows at some point it's going to get rowdy, it's going to get messy, because it always does. So before it does, he tells you that that is what's going to happen, so that you come to expect it, so that when you see that happening, you see it as confirmation of what of what he said. You see it as him telling the truth. You see it as confirmation confirmation of him being right. And this is what toxics do in toxic and abusive dynamics. For instance, they'll tell you that um, their ex uh, called them crazy and called them, said that they were violent, but they were never violent. She's only saying that because she wants him back and he won't take her back sort of thing. And he'll tell you that you'll probably hear such a story as well, but don't take any notice because the woman's just completely bonkers. This is the type of thing that they'll do. And then when the woman comes to tell you the actual truth, their experience, you see it as confirmation that your boyfriend was right, the toxic was telling the truth, that he's a trustworthy person, instead of taking on board what this woman is saying to you. It's the same thing. It's literally the same thing happening in this situation. He's anticipated what will happen, but put a spin on it, just like the toxic 
will anticipate what the ex will do or whatever the situation might be that he's anticipating and put a spin on it. So whilst I'm not here to say whether he is being arrested or not for human trafficking, I've got no proof about that. I'm not even commenting on that right now. But what I do see is a pattern of behavior that is also in the toxic dynamic of behavior, right? So I just wanted to talk about that. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you found that helpful and informative. If so, please share it out to every woman you know, because this is an opportunity for all women to get a real grassroots understanding of toxic and abusive partners, how they get to you and how you can protect yourself. From one woman to another, each one teaching one. And for free resources or coaching, please visit www.thelivingwarriacademy.com.